Sometimes we move through life too fast to know what we feel. We write in shorthand, send emojis, and scroll. Song Chronicles tell stories from the inside of the creative process. We dive for treasure and find more than we thought we knew. If you want to dive for treasure and find the creative power that's in you to write songs, I'm having an online masterclass in August. And sign up for your place meeting Tuesday. Go to my website, louisegoffin.com. Let's get back to Song Chronicles Season 3, Episode 4. Please welcome our guest today is Dave Davies, co-founder and lead guitarist for The Kinks one of the most influential English rock bands. The Kinks scored 12 consecutive top 20 singles in the UK before making themselves known in the U.S. in the late 60s and then inspired countless other bands with their working-class stories. In this episode, we take a deep dive to find out where some of the inspiration came from. American music. man is getting kind of mad I had a lot to look, but it's all been bad No matter how struggle and strive I'll never get out of this world alive. My fishing pole's broke, the creek is full of sand. My woman run away with another man. No matter how struggle and strive, I'll never get out of this world alive. Where you going to, I don't know. I've killed my world and I've killed my time. So I'm thrilled to talk with Dave about his autobiography and the album that goes with it, which I are both called Living on a Thin Line. We'll also talk more about the purpose of humor in songwriting, how the limitation of knowing only five chords led to innovation, the story behind the song 21st Century, which he wrote with my dad in an L.A. coffee shop. You know, once when I was 21, I was so influenced by the kinks, I even cut a version of Death of a Clown. So many great songs. Please welcome our honored guest today, Dave Davies. Hello there. It's good to meet you. Very good to meet you, Dave. I loved reading your story about my dad. I remember that apartment building he had over there on Crescent Heights. Yeah, what I found interesting is that I was such a big fan from day one anyway. And it was quite a big deal when we met because I was a big fan. I didn't know that Joe was a big fan of the Kinks, so it was quite nice. Delighted that you put out this song, 21st Century. And I read the lyrics. It is a sad song. He would sometimes read a lot, get in this very prophetic, the world is going to collide. Yeah, and, you know, when I, I played it to people, I mean, like, mm, mm, yeah, maybe, maybe not. 
I understand. Yeah, I wrote with him from time to time. Sometimes he'd be predicting the darkest scenarios. It depends what day you got him. I was happy to find out he was quite gentle. He was that. I saw that you also put out a second memoir because I was reading Kink a while back when we were going to talk last year. And I was like, Dave was wild. I can see how he and my dad would get along. I loved how you were so forthcoming with all the stories. And then I saw you put out another memoir. 20 years later, you have a lot more to reflect upon. Life is weird, (laughs) that's for sure. Are you in Muswell Hill in London? Is that where you are? Yeah, in Finchley. We are going through changes. We share the land beneath the stars. And while we're solemnly watching Time will steal us away. Towers of fear, I see them tumble down and landed in a full of love. And, and the web of time, I love this B side. Thank you. It's a little bit unusual, but I like that unusualness. It's unusual in the best way. When I read your first book, I went and I got UFOs over Topanga Canyon. It's fascinating because it's right where I live, near the Santa Monica Mountains. And then I also got your book, Raja Yoga. Oh, that's one of my favorite books ever. Reading Life Between the Lines. I only have to, yeah. That's how you really learn things. I always found, and not everybody's right, but the most right I come across. Yeah. I love that you came from such a big family and, you know, there's a oh, big yeah. influence of women. Surrounded by women growing up, six sisters and one brother, Raymond. So it was pretty, I think I would learn a hell of a lot from my sisters. Then we all need that to contact the female side of us. I think it's important also, it's a, it's a deep aspect of yoga, is coming to terms with the male and the female and putting them together. And that's what people don't understand sometimes. And from a spiritual point of view, I think that the male and female energies come together and look more different than what we first imagined. It's a huge learning. What are you doing at the moment? I go between here at Los Angeles and I spend time in the desert too, which is near Landers and Joshua Tree, that area. Quite a creative place with a lot of artistic musical people. Sounds right. Making a record. And I went to Muscle Shoals. That was all great. Well, I wish you luck. Thank you. So, Dave, you started the band when you were young. You were into music and records. Did you get that from your sisters? Were they playing you jazz records? I think my sisters were a big influence because they grew up listening to Oklahoma and South Pacific and they'd come home singing these great, great songs, which still sounds fantastic today. Do you have favourites that you still listen to? What are some of the songs they turned you on to that you still love? One of my favourite songs from that era, South Pacific. Some enchanted evening. He made me the stranger. Uh, a bit hoarse. But um, that song stayed with me since my childhood. And they were, my sisters were always playing. And I really liked Hank Williams. First time I heard Hank Williams, I loved them. Boys, if you will, a little tune called The Lost Highway. <laughs> Stone all alone and lost for a life of sin. I have paid the call when 
And I passed by all the people say There goes another boy down the lost highway Just a deck of cards and a jug of wine And a woman's lies makes a life like mine For the day we met, I went astray I started rolling down that lost highway and it was so working class, although the accent was different. Uh, and that's not true, it was working class London. Similar stories, you know? And that's past the domino. The humour, the humour is, is so important, how it deepens the story when you can bring humour into it. It's funny, you don't have to make it silly funny. But humor helps live overall feeling. A hundred and ten percent with that. And that was what I found really astounding about your your father. When he would write a lyric, it was like it already had a melody built in. And I thought that was unusual. When we decided to write twenty first century, he decided to talk and write it down. And he was a big fan of Bob Dylan. And he was. And one of his favorite songs was Blowing in the Wind. How many roads must a man walk down before you call him a man? Yes, and how many seas must a white dove see before she sleeps in the sand? Yes, and how many times must the cannonballs fly before they fall out of a van? The answer, my friend, is a blowing. One of the first lines he wrote on a song was, The wind ain't blowing anymore. Which I thought was so funny. And then as the song came to fruition, it, it kind of was quite automatic in my head. Like the wind ain't blowing anymore. It seemed pretty obvious. The wind ain't blowing anymore. You know, it, his lyrical style led to an immediate melody. I find that real talent. There's a few lyricists who just have it so built in that they understand how a song goes. And he was one of those. Strange, in like this musical before we added music. Interesting. And it helps me when you write with someone that as talented as your dad, it helps you come up with ideas and it's so great to work with. We became friends, but then I couldn't get my publishers interested in the song. And I thought, oh man, it's going to be really long and drawn out. But anyway, I made what I called a demo. But sometimes demos are better than overdone, overblown. I kept the song simple and the song on the cassette. I'd forgotten when I moved back to England for a while, I moved a lot of my stuff into storage. That used to be a place in Royal Canaan. And a few years later, I was trying to clear out the storage space. And we came across this cassette. Oh, oh my God, I forgot about that. I played it a bit. It's got to be released somehow. Wonderful. I have a question for you, Dave, in terms of your writing. Do you tend to write about real people and real situations, or do you come up with stories? Well, it depends. I'm just glad that I get ideas. That's the trick, isn't it? But it's both, really. It's everything. It's like you write about people you meet. You write about people you imagine. You know, it's an extraordinary experience. And I have a lot of sympathy. I have a lot of... I know how hard it is to write a good song or any song, but working with your father, that only took us a week or so to finally put it together because he had such a fluid imagination anyway. 
it makes it a lot easier to come up with other ideas. Yeah. And, and not having been able to work with my brother over the years, I kind of know how to spot certain things that happen during the course of ideas, you know. So any way you can get it. That's great. I love that. Any way I can get it. That's a good one. I love this. I, I'm not alone in this, of course, you know, but I just love the song Strangers and the meaning of it. It's just such an uplifting song. And I feel that that's in your writing, too. There's just this feeling of wanting to raise up people's consciousness or love more or that's to, to me the point really of songs I feel like a song should enrich in some way even if it's sad it enriches because it puts meaning to the feelings that are sometimes hard to express I think it's important to show how sad this and I'm a big fan of love of melancholia when you listen to some classical composing, and all the great music, I think, a touch of melancholia, I think it's really important to me. Yeah, especially when people are young. It's amazing to hear a, a song that expresses sad feelings that you don't have the words for or you put it into some kind of meaning. Poetry, like, say, at the right time, you can listen to an abstract, melancholic piece of music, and it will get you another time it won't. That's what's so great about music in general. It's always willing to offer something important. I think it's the feeling of you're not defined by your parents or your school or your religion or your country. You know, music has this borderless thing about it where you can create something that fits who you are and nobody is dictating it. Only you are in charge of what your musicality yeah, That's what inspiration is. We like to think we know stuff, but in poetry is a great way to find out aspects of herself. You know, it's a it's a wonderful thing. And if you can write a good song, that's even better. So when you were growing up, you listened to music that your sisters played and it seemed like they had a variety of different things. So oh, were you yeah. reading? Were you reading poetry? Or when did you get into... I wasn't a very good student. In fact, I got thrown out of school. And I'm not saying that's good either, but it set my life in a slightly different way that I can experiment a, a bit more with music. And, and you know, I learned five chords on the guitar. I thought, right, that's how I know everything. Five chords? <laughs> yeah, that's how I knew it all. But, but I kind of learned as I went along. You know, you go to the studio, and there's a, something that magical about those times when you're trying to write, when you think you've invented it. Oh, it's amazing, you invented it. And that's an important feeling. That no one's ever thought that. Of course, everybody has. Maybe, but, you know, there's that thing about, I wish I could remember who said this quote, but that imagination isn't, inventing things isn't coming up with new things, but it is drawing new connections between things you've already been exposed to, and you're connecting them in a new way, which creates something that hasn't been created before, or quite that way. And, you know, the importance of exposing babies and kids to a wide variety of things while their brains are still growing will later pay off in making those connections. That's great. It's very poignant what you're saying. But there's something that happens emotionally in human beings that are important. It's almost like when you disconnect from what you're doing, and I know it sounds weird, but it's almost like when you don't know what you're doing, you get ideas. That's what I've noticed that over the years. It's like some kind of magic happens when you, you look around and you think, wow. That well moment song. That magic, you say, you know, sometimes it's between doing something. Did I hear right? Like you're working on something else or you might be even walking the dog or taking the trash out and suddenly in that moment when you're focused on something else. Oh, get... it's important. You get, you get ideas everywhere from people you meet or, you know, that's why life is so exciting and should be new every day. I can't wait to do that. Yeah. 
And are you doing things now? Like, do you pick up a guitar and fiddle around? Or do you still like being immersed in music in some way? Yes and no, really. I find I'm a bit lazy, so I have to make myself do things. Even as a kid, I was expecting it to happen immediately. Sometimes you get lucky and it does, but a lot of it's hard work, you know. Yeah, finishing stuff is hard. I kind of think if an idea is good enough, it will pull me in to want to be finished. And if I'm not feeling engaged, maybe it's not worthy. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it, man. Yeah. So I'm curious, do you think doing music, you know, being creative in any way, actually, do you feel like it keeps people young? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know that feeling of where if you're not very engaged and bored, you want to go to bed early, and then suddenly you have that wow inspiration feeling, and you could stay up all night without coffee. It's lovely to be in those beautiful moments of inspiration. But sometimes it's just bloody hard work. Yeah. Do you write with Raymond anymore? Uh, yeah, I think I learned years ago that Ray is very possessive about his ideas. He doesn't mind using yours, but he's very possessive about his own ideas. I take it that. Well, I'm glad you started the kinks. Thank you very much. You know, it's an amazing thing because in America, the kinks as a band are like this super valuable rarity and the quirkiness and working class stories and humor, all the things you mentioned. Yeah, it's curious because you write about what you know, like a silly uncle or a drunk friend or, you know, they're all valuable elements in the writing process. And as I was growing up, and still, today, I'm a, a big fan of American music. And uh, although King's music is essentially English subject matter and uh, feeling, I'm a big fan of American music, country music, and I love country music. And, um, like old country, like classic, like Hank Williams, as opposed to yeah. like country pop. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love the old people and stand by your mouth you know it's all like fun to me it's like it's amazing what are your favorite hank williams songs that's a lot what was that song i'll never get out of this world alive it's a great title i was such a genius absolutely Putting the humor and the value of the story. And so, they lost forever. I mean, if you don't want to tell the story, you don't have to. I read it in your first book, but I love the story so much from a musician point of view of you coming up with the distortion on You Really Got Me. Like you playing with this amp. And do you remember that anecdote? I Yeah, I, that's what I was saying earlier, that sometimes the best things happen when you don't know what you're doing. I'm sure that many, many scientists over the century have discovered things by accident. 
enough. And a lot of good music is written by accident. And we can't all be, we can't all be inspiring. But I think all the really good stuff is inspiring. And Dylan flow he had, even living young. It's an incredible flow. Yeah. His lyric writing has this rhythm, which I learned from my dad. He listened to everything. But, you know, lyrics at their best, to me, have the rhythm of, like, drum or horn parts, you know. They've got attitude and the way they vary. It's amazing. So when you say accidents, that a lot of great things have come across by accident. Do you think that only knowing five chords... In the ancient days, when I was learning, yeah, in the beginning, you know, it's like five chords was a world to me. I thought I could do anything, but that's a good attitude to have. You might be writing something really ordinary, but to you it seems essential and important and valuable. You can't dismiss any ideas. If they come out of the imagination, they've got to be valuable, even for another song. So it's having respect and reverence for those moments of inspiration when they come. Yeah, because I found that I sit and wait for them sometimes, <laughs> hoping that they come soon. And you can't, it's almost like, you know, you, it's like I said before, it's like you, when you forget what you're doing, you get ideas. That's really weird. And how do you make yourself forget? <laughs> well, maybe there's a lesson there, you know, how we all are compulsive about scheduling our time, you know? And maybe it's important to schedule unscheduled time to let our minds wander and... Yeah, yeah. it's very important, right? That's what I said before. Sometimes when you don't know what you're doing, you pick up really cool ideas. So it's, it's very strange. The distortion sound you came up with was because you didn't know what you were doing and something was broken on the amp. And What happened was the fact that I just broken out with the girlfriend and I was angry. I was excited about the amp. It's a mixture of anger and emotions. It's so crucial. And I just was messing around and, you know, happens. Yeah. Good ideas can come out of silly things. Yeah, there's a lot of great music that's come out of places where people probably couldn't annoy their neighbors. I wonder how that happened because some of that stuff that you're talking about is kind of pre-21st century where there wasn't so much recording in a box where you could control everything and tune it and align it and everything sped up, you can make it all in time and all that stuff people do. But also, you kind of need to be in a 3D world of a room where you can plug in and make noise and, and move microphones. And I don't know, do we all need a garage, a padded garage? <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of my last recent albums. I was thinking about when I was a kid and the neighbors were a bit noisy. So I wrote a song called Noisy Neighbors. Mm -hmm. And when you think how funny it is, as well as funny things that they go with it, it's great. It's not a great inspirational topic, but it's fun. Yeah, I sometimes really just want to make a lot of noise. You know, I had a drum set set up here at one point, and then I just felt like I could never play it. And I said, but I'm not taking it down. And I kept uh -huh. it in my room for like almost a year. And I finally said, okay. It's taken up like a quarter of this room. <laughs> I think every parent should allow their child to have a drum set and that will cure ahead of time a lot of things that could go wrong later. <laughs> oh, maybe what? Louise, I have just been given... The signal that our time is up? Yeah. Dave, it's been a pleasure. I am grateful for you taking the time today. No, I've enjoyed it immensely. And I wish you luck with your new album. I'm going to listen to it when it comes out. Thank you so much. Enjoy your time over there with your family. And good luck with this single. Keep writing songs for us. Take care and look after yourself. You too, Dave. Look after yourself. Lots of love. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Dave Davies for taking the time. Thank you, Rebecca and Christian, for setting up the interview. 
In our next episode of Song Chronicles, we have a surprise. I'm going to keep it a secret. You'll like it. Meanwhile, since you're here, I might as well tell you my single that's coming out, recorded in Muscle Shoals, written with Spooner Oldham. Please enjoy. Everybody's got a story to tell. I'm your host and producer, Louise Goffin. now hear more Song Chronicles episodes, archives, and new interviews on Core Radio Rocks in Somerset, UK, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 10 a.m., Pop Radio UK in London, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 1 p.m. UK time, Radio Candy Radio in Los Angeles, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Alt Radio Rocks in Connecticut, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Soul of Indie Rocks in New York, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Meanwhile, go to my website, louisegoffin.com, and sign up for your place for your master class in August, meeting Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, online. Thank you to Dave Davies for such a wonderful interview and for taking the time.
must have waited such a long, long time. I'm sympathetically watching the sad old face of the world outside. I see.
Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for another great episode of Song Chronicles. You can find Dave Davies' record, Living on a Thin Line, along with his second memoir by the same name. I have his earlier memoir called Kink. Both are a great read. I'm Louise Goffin. You can find my new single coming out early July, Everybody's Got a Story to Tell. You can find me on Apple and Spotify and anywhere you stream. Please leave us a review. We love to hear from you. See you next time. Dirty old river, must you keep rolling, rolling into the night? People so busy, make me feel dizzy, taxi light shines so
Had lots of luck, but it's all been bad. No matter how struggle and strive, I'll never get out of this world alive. My fishing pole's broke, the creek is full of sand. My woman run away with another man. No matter how struggle and strive, I'll never get out of this world alive. My distant uncle passed away and left me quite a batch. And I was living high until the fatal day. A lawyer proved I wasn't born, I was only hatched. Everything's against me and it's got me down. If I jumped in the river, I would probably drown. No matter how struggle and strive, I'll ever get out of this world alive. I'm not gonna worry wrinkles in my brow Cause nothing's ever gonna be all right, no how No matter how struggle and strive I'll ever get out of this world alive This way, 
Two. 